Welcome everyone to the Indie Reds podcast live edition coming to you from Union Jack Pub in beautiful Broad Ripple, Indiana. With me are a host of Reds, but sitting down across the table from me right now are our regular co-host Jim Dimitri and Brian Smith. It's weird. I'm used to doing this in the closet and not seeing you guys face to face, so it's a little different. It's good to be out of the closet with you. Yeah, it yep, exactly. It's a bit bizarre. <laughs> exactly. It's a little tight now when you get all three of us together, right? Um, so, anyway, just a quick uh, plan for today. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about pre-match, what we're expecting for the match. Uh, we re- due to, to some computer problems, we ran out. We're not going to talk about Wolves match, um, but then we'll just go ahead and kind of let you know what our expe- expectations are for today. We'll come to you live at halftime uh, and let you know how things are looking, uh, what we what we have, have observed at halftime first, etc. And then we'll do it um, all again at the end of the match, and we'll be bringing on people as they come. So first off, let's go through the starting lineup today. Um, looks like we're running the four-two-three-one that Joe's a big fan of. Uh, Allison in goal, obviously. Trent Alexander-Arnold is back in the lineup. Dejan Lovren, Virgil Van Dyke, and Andy Robertson. Uh, looks like your back, your your two midfielders are Jimmy Lonaldo and Jordan Henderson. I actually was kind of expecting. I, I was actually expecting that today uh, with Milner injured and. And uh, Fabino playing the last two matches. I think they were going to squad rotate a little bit. I am a little bit surprised, though, that Jordan Henderson is playing, especially since he doesn't get more than, like, what, one match in a week? You know, what, what, do, you get, what do you guys think about the midfield so far? Um, I'm not surprised at the lineup either. I, I think that, um, well, so Fabinho needed a rest, right? And, uh, and Milner's injured. So, I mean, although he... I guess he's got a muscle yeah, issue. Was, I think I read a thigh injury. So, and then I haven't even taken a look at the bench. Who do we have on the bench here? <laughs> I don't have it. In front this of is me. what this is what happens when we're on the fly here. Yeah, tell us who's on the bench here, Jim. Yeah, so we got Keita and oh, Fabinho. Go. So I've got it's, it's Mignolet, Klein, Fabinho, Keita, Sturridge, Lana, and Origi are on the bench. I hope Fabinho doesn't play a single minute because uh, Arsenal's looming on Saturday. Got some big matches coming after that, so uh, Hendo and Winaldo will get the job done today and probably go 75, 80 plus minutes each. Maybe Kate is the first guy off the bench instead of Fabinho. We'll see. Yeah, give him a good run out. He's still kind of, I mean, he's still trying to find his match form, I think, best of all. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll hope for that. Uh, let's pause right here and see if anybody else wants to give us a rundown. What, what are your predictions? Let's do score predictions. Well, I mean, predictions on how you want to do it. Score if not. Brian, go ahead first. I think we're going to control this game. We're going to win. It's at home. It's against a team that, you know, although um, they've had some success against us, especially Rafa has as well. We're at home. We're going to win this game. I'm predicting 3-0. 3-0. Jim, how you feeling, man? Um, I'm thinking 2-0. I think Rafa will have his side very well organized, and they'll play a low block, so it's not going to be easy to get through. Um, so uh, I, I think we'll have a lot of good chances, but getting through that defense may be a challenge. So that's why I'm predicting 2-0. And I, I'm predicting Andy Robertson to have a worldie today. He's going up against DeAndre Yedlin. I like Yedlin a lot. I don't think he's world-class. Um, I think mainly my, my appreciation for Yedlin is, is coming up because you know he's an American and he's playing in, in the Premier League. Um, 
like I said, I like him a lot, but I, I think Robertson's far better, and he's gonna, and he's probably, I don't know if he's quicker, but he's probably gonna beat him off the dribble a few times as well too, uh, putting some good plays in. Uh, they do have the sales. Uh, I think I said that right. <laughs> uh, as, as in their center back, but like you said, Rafa always has a good defense. I don't, it's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna do a low block today. He probably will though, especially since the game's at Anfield. But um, but yeah, I'm predicting. I'm predicting they're gonna be going hard, and that's why we're seeing that four two three one lineup um, because they want that all those attacking options, especially with Shakiri starting too. Yeah, I love the Shakiri starting. That's gonna be good for us. He'll be all over the place like he normally is, popping up centrally, right, cutting inside. He should do some damage today. Yeah, it was really interesting. I, I got FIFA 19 yesterday, and I played the Liverpool Newcastle match, and uh, they had Shakiri starting. I think I banged one in for him today. So um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's, it's gonna. You see, there gonna be lots of goals, or it's gonna be a one nil, one nil win. I think for Liverpool today. So. We'll see. We will see. All right, let's pull somebody else over here and see what they're thinking. Okay, I'm sitting now across the table from Mr. Michael Mead and Trey Higdon. Newly engaged. Congratulations, Trey. Thank you so much. Uh, you didn't bring her with you today? No, no, no. This is my day, not hers. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. He doesn't so. want to kill the marriage before it starts. <laughs> Oh, man, Michael, we can make so many jokes about why you're not married. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys have seen the lineup. What are you expecting from this match today? You know, I'm expecting at least two shots, probably down my gullet. Um, there's probably going to be a high-life intervention at some point. No, uh, you know, I, I find it interesting that we keep... Uh, all three of Salah, Mane, and Firmino on the pitch with uh, Shakiri starting in the midfield. Kind of assume that either Bobby or Mo sit this one out. I was thinking squad rotation too, but um, but it is Rafa, and he likes to throw a wrench in our works. And then we can't ever be that mad at him about it afterwards. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's Rafa. <laughs> Trey, what, what are you thinking about this match so far today? No, I mean I agree with Mike here. It's you know our top three very consistent. I think Shakiri's an interesting addition. Just I think he's going to go high intensity. That's what Klopp's looking for. Just trying to get an early lead and retain that lead throughout the entirety of the ninety minutes. That, that's good. That, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, I, I went, just for you guys, uh, I went, either it's going to be a 1-0, eke it out, or it's going to be lots of goals because he's coming with that 4-2-3-1 that, that, that I love seeing uh, just because they're going to come out and they're going to try. He's expecting that low block. That's the way I'm expecting. That's what I'm thinking he's, he's at. So. I just don't want Shakiri to get hooked again and <laughs> at halftime because he was working too hard. <laughs> Oh, we'll see. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Up the Reds. We'll bring you back on later, probably. Well, thanks. Thank you. Welcome back to the Indy Reds podcast. Liverpool lead. Newcastle United. One goal to nil. Jim, a goal from Dejan Lovren. How surprising is that? I think it's his first of the year. Well, it, it was great. I mean, you know, it's it, I, and I do think it was the first one of the year. Um, he uh, just hit that really well. Nice uh, sort of volley off of a poor header. Um, I think it was was it Lascelles that, that I, I can't remember. I think I it was Lascelles, if I remember correctly, who just didn't clear it well enough. So uh, yeah, it was great to see him get get uh, get a goal finally. A um, little surprising, of course. But it was beautiful too, right? How'd you like that first goal? Hey, any goal is great. It might be Lovren's first goal since Dortmund. You know what? You know, for the club, obviously that's different competition. But one or two since yeah. So Jim mentioned a very poor header heading it back centrally, and but he took it well. Took it on the half volley, put it in the roof of the net. 
and you know he put there was a lot of backspin on that. So any any more or you know he just roofed it. That could have went over the top, but anywhere on the on the frame of the goal, hit that hard. Hey, I'll take it. One nil at halftime to the Reds. You know we I said it around here. Uh, if, if that's Virgil Van Dyke, some guys are creaming their shorts uh, off of that goal. <laughs> Goes off a name alone. Actually, probably Michael Mead already said that he did anyways because that's a beautiful one. Yeah, you wiped it on my shirt, but hey, you know, that's the price you pay for a lead at, <laughs> at halftime here at UJ's in beautiful Broad Ripple. I'll take it. So the, the match has pretty much just been Liverpool dominating the whole time. I mean, there's there's been a couple chances from, not, I don't even say chances, but a couple of streaks down the sidelines or through the middle for Newcastle, but they've been dealt with very easily. No real scares for Liverpool at all um, so far in the match. Uh, but it's just been all Liverpool. The front three looks, or front four looks really good, in my opinion. What do you guys think about that? Um, I, I agree for the most part. I think Shaq uh, early on was a little sloppy with the ball, um, but I think as the match has gone along, he's gotten better. There were a few nervous moments early on in the first half with the defense, uh, Verge and and uh, Dayon Lovren looked a little off. Uh, they had a couple of chances. Newcastle had a couple of chances. Um, and uh, but, but since then, you're right. We've, we've been in control. It hasn't been the most exciting match, but there have been some good chances. Shaq had a great free kick chance on goal. Um, there was a deflection off the wall, and then the goalkeeper got a hand on it. Uh, otherwise, I think that's going in. Um, yeah, really good. Really good free, t- free kick. I love it. Anything else really from the first half, guys? I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Liverpool dominate. Just nothing really comes. I think. Yeah. I mean, they're doing that. They're what we expected them to do: park the bus. And I think we're dealing with it well. But just the goals just haven't come yet. I, I agree with that. I think they've done a good job on Salah. He hasn't been too terribly dangerous. You know, a couple bits and pieces here and there. Firmino's doing well, winning balls and linking up. Mane's been dangerous. And I think Genie and, and Jordan has been okay. So. I look for Klopp to maybe move Salah slightly and adjust that, that front formation just a bit to give him a little bit more of the ball in the second half, and we'll get some goals out of it. Let's one other, get some goals. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, one other thought I had uh, about the midfield lineup, and, and I'd have to go back and look at look at uh, what our midfield lineup was with, has been with Shaq in the midfield, but, but one thing that occurred to me is I wondered how often he's played with Genie and Henderson. Well, that's a good point. Uh, because we've been used to seeing him with uh, either Keita or Fabinho or both of them. Klopp's probably had, you know, Klopp's probably had this lineup set um, in his mind since since Wolves, so he's at least gotten three days worth of practice. I mean, I don't know if they really practice much yesterday with it being Christmas and all, but you know, we're looking at it that way. Zach, we're welcoming Zach the shorter over here. Zach, How's it going, uh, everybody? Cool, so, uh, but I, I did. I did want to mention that that uh, Brian and I are partaking in the uh, official beer of the Indy Reds podcast, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Jim's enjoying a nice Guinness. Zach, have you had any beer yet? This I morning? have. I've had a Carlsberg. Carl, I'm hey, a Carlsberg man. They have. They have it on tap. They do. Oh man, I might have to get. They've one had of those. it since. Um, I can't remember. Last time we had a big ordeal here, they had. Um, oh, I bet Champions you it's League been final? since the Champions League final. That's They've right. been. They said they were trying to get more business. Yes. That's right. And I'm trying to help with that because yeah. I always enjoy having a Carlsberg. It reminds, a me, match. It reminds me a lot of Heineken. Yes, yes, it does. It's, it's very similar to it. It's better in Europe, though. That, that's just oh, my I, well, yeah, yeah. It's brewed there. It's fresh. Who knows how long it's you know taking to get over here? But, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And green bottles too. And our, right. and our good friend Rustin. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Okay, guys. So, what's your take on the first half? I mean, we've talked about Lovren getting a very beautiful goal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. is, is there really much to talk about? 
Um, I think from a team standpoint, we've done well. Um, we've done well in possession. I think we're working it up through the, the midfield pretty well. Uh, they're doing a pretty good job getting into the passing lanes, especially in the final third. We're, we're getting a lot of chances, but we're just not able to quite get that last touch. Um, we've had several good passes in front of the six from the wing. Mane's done a couple times yeah. on the left side. So I think we're we're definitely going to cruise. It's just a matter of when are we going to get number two. You think, you, think, you think it's going to be 3-4 after that? Well, as long as I've been an LFC fan, one nil never feels comfortable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh every set piece, I cringe. <laughs> no, they have, so I'd like another one. I mean, playing well, just but they'll get there. It, yes, that just feels. You get that feeling, you know, when you watch a game, it just feels like that next one's coming, right? Yes, I hope so. Yes. <laughs> Russ, anything to add, bud? I love having you on too, dude. The same uh, music. <laughs> glad to be here. I'm glad to see everybody as usual. You know. Donate a little bit today to yeah, the yep. to the soar. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Soar. Their local local group. Uh, where I'm sure we've already talked about it, but socks yeah. and socks and gloves. Uh, yeah. It's it's a good. We've had a lot of people already bring in a lot of socks and gloves, so it's it's good to see. It's great. Yeah. It's great. All right. So uh, you won't hear this till afterwards, but uh, hopefully you enjoy the, what we're doing here. Maybe we'll do it again soon. Hey, oh, thanks for yes. coming on. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, man. Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Goal number three from the Power Cube. <laughs> and our Manchester United fans don't know who the fuck he is. Who the fuck is he? 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 Did you see the Liverpool? All right, you got a little bit of a crazy audio talk. Uh, we recorded some live stuff, just kind of celebrating here a little bit. Um, a Liverpool win four to nil at home over Newcastle. Stay top of the table. It's feeling great. Uh, we'll get back to that match in a minute because some other big news happened um, in the ten o'clock games. Leicester City beats Manchester City two games to excuse me two goals to one, um, and that is final. So, ladies and gentlemen, Liverpool are now. That's a punk ass bitch. <laughs> Seven points clear of uh, of Manchester City, but uh, Tottenham wins five nil. Probably the game's still going off for about another thirty seconds or so, um, and they are. And Tottenham will be will uh, Trump will go over Manchester City by one point. Uh, Liverpool has a huge goal difference. There's six points over um, over uh, Tottenham Hotspur in second place, and it's uh, we're now over. We're now halfway through the season. Let's get back to this, guys, gentlemen. How does it feel right now to be top of the table after Christmas, halfway through the season, and you're clear on by six points and a nice goal differential? It, it, it's just hard to describe. I mean, I, we were one point behind City a couple of weeks ago, hanging in there after our best start ever. I think we were all thrilled with that and thinking about the possibilities. Now we're talking, like you said, way ahead of them. Spurs jumping ahead of City today. We've erased this goal difference that City had against us. It's it's gone now. We're right there with them. We still have to go to the empty hod to play them. We kind of thought that was, or at least I thought that might be a a title-deciding match, even though it was early in the year. This is completely upside down. Klopp and this group have done an incredible job. Seven points over them, six points over over Spurs, I believe. And... and we're in great shape on goal difference against Spurs. I think we're more than 10 ahead of them. And we've erased the goal difference against City. This is hard to describe, even though I was long-winded there. <laughs> Jim, six points, man, clear. Halfway through the season. 
City were way up last season. Was it, it might have been like 10 points or 15 points, and everyone was saying City was going to run away with the league, probably because of everybody else. So how, how does this make you feel? Are you feeling really optimistic? Or, I mean, are you saying, oh, wait, this is Liverpool? The only- <laughs> well, I, I'm feeling optimistic um, for a couple of reasons. One is that the six points gives us a nice cushion. Um, although I think, you know, Spurs have been really good lately, and I think they're going to continue to be in good form absent critical injuries. Um, but, uh, you know, there's the, the thing to think about. I'm not, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just being realistic, as I like to think about it. There's still half the season to go. But I think Klopp has instilled a great sense of confidence in the team. And not only are they focused, but to me they look like they can sustain this. And this is still with us having some injuries that aren't very convenient no. uh, on the defensive end. Um, you know, there was there were a couple of shaky moments earlier in the match with the defense, but once we got things sorted out, I mean, we, we dominated. So still half the season to go, some critical matches left to play. I mean, we still have to play Spurs too. Uh, I'm not sure when that is. I don't know whether that's... Uh, I heard March 30th. It's at Anfield on March 30th. My Thank birthday. you, Brian. So uh, that's going to be a critical match. Uh, our match against uh, Manchester City is going to be critical. That's at the the Etihad. Yeah. So that's in a, in a few days. So there's still a lot of work to be done, but but I feel pretty good about our standing. And you know, thinking back, we keep hearing this talk about how. Uh, in the Premier League era, what's the only team who's been first place at Christmas that hasn't won the league? And that's been Liverpool twice. Well, twice. we didn't have the cushion that we have at this point, if I'm not mistaken, in those two previous seasons. And we didn't have a squad as deep as we have Very true. right now either. We didn't have the defense that we have. Yeah, right I now. mean, it was Steven Gerrard, Luis Suarez, Daniel Sturridge, and some other guys. Because Raheem Sterling wasn't Raheem Sterling. And Martin Skirtle anchoring the defense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he was a good player, but he's no Virgil. The depth across the back line. We didn't have a player like Rabo, a left back, that's just, you know, the match has been over for about four or five minutes now, and he came off the pitch with ten minutes to go. He's still running somewhere, (laughs) I'm sure of it. I mean, he's just ridiculous. How can you not be just incredibly excited about this team? So, um... City needs to now, I mean, in my opinion, City needs to focus on the Champions League. That's what, that is what Guardiola was brought in to do, yes. was to win the Champions League. Do you think that Liverpool, not saying we, we slough it off or anything like that, but should our focus be on the league? Or do you think that we should look at, at Champions League first? Or it kind of, Klopp wants to win them all, let's just put it that way. But as a fan, what are you kind of hoping we do, Brian? Well, we made it to the knockout stages of the Champions League. So at that point, anything can happen, and we proved that last year. Yeah. So, you know, it's two-leg ties. You know, if you if you get a big lead in, in the first leg, then, you know, maybe you can rest some players in the second and still advance. I mean, you never know. So there's a maximum of, what, six matches left in the, in the Champions League and then a final. I don't think that's going to stress this team too much. Now, the competition is huge. They're fierce, and they're tough, tough games at this point. Every game is going to be tough. I think Klopp is going to continue to go for both. I think, if anything, the FA Cup gets pushed to the side because you yeah, send out a, a, a team of maybe Moreno and some of those types of players, and, and maybe the FA Cup goes by the wayside. I don't have a problem with that. I want us to send out our best team both in all of our league matches and the Champions League. And I'm not saying we're going to win both of them, but I, I want us to go for both of them. 
I mean, maybe you bring three guys off uh, earlier in the match and save them for the Champions League yes. match or whatever. Yeah. So, Jimmy, you, you kind of agree that too? I, I agree with that 100%. I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't focus on both competitions. I agree that the FA Cup sort of goes way into the, not just the back seat, into the trunk, or maybe even on the road. Br- bring in your guys. Bring in those youth. Give them a exactly. little bit of first-team experience. Bring out, yeah. you know, whoever's not injured from the U23s at this point and give them some experience. All right, so let's let's go ahead and get back to the match because we, we did kind of skip over that. But Liverpool win 4 nothing at home over Newcastle uh, United. Um, they've actually kind of been on a little bit of resurgence lately. I mean, they t- they drew um, they drew Wool or excuse me Fulham on the weekend, um, but you know <clears throat> they they they've still been playing better. Their defense is clicking. They were at the time out of the relegation zone. I have the table is still updating everywhere, so we don't have a live table option, but. Um, they, they were a pretty decent side, and but it seemed like things just the wheels just started to fall off. Um, the, Liverpool went in one 0 at halftime, and it wasn't long after it came back from the half, and and Mohamed Salah gets gets a soft pen. I mean, that, that's not There's no question. It was a soft pen. It wasn't a penalty. It, it really wasn't. I mean, that, that's a nice way of saying it wasn't <laughs> yeah. a penalty. You're right. Which is kind of surprising because he's normally not the type of player that who's going to go down that easily. He's going to try to stay up and, and get the keep the ball at his feet and, and still go for a goal. So it's a little surprising to see him sort of uh, uh, embellish that 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 uh, foul a bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, but but you know what? Yeah, because like you said, he's the guy who usually stays on his feet. Um, who got the third goal? I'm sorry, I'm not looking at my phone. And I third goal was Shakiri. 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 Yeah. Beautiful ball. I and mean, this is getting late in the game. It was a beautiful ball um, from uh, Henderson. We were p- picking the ball around the box, and Henderson plays a really nice ball to Trent, who's kind of uh, at the edge of the six yard box, if I'm not mistaken. And he plays it in, finds Shakiri's feet. Shakiri just side foots it right in. It was a great shot. Great goal for, for Liverpool. Put him up 3 0. And then, once again, the ball's bouncing around in the box, and it finds... It actually, no, excuse me, it was off a corner, but it was bouncing around, and it finds uh, the head of Fabinho. Wonderful goal as well. And then the final one. Take us through it, Brian. Yeah, the final goal from Fabinho. Oh, that was... That, sorry, we got four. Yeah, that, that was, was the that final. Was That's all four. So, you know, great, thinking, great goals. Five. That was my mistake. You know, it's good to see Shakiri and Fabinho finish from inside the box. We were dangerous all match. Newcastle, I'm looking at here, Newcastle only had two shots on target and not a big stat guy, but 75% possession for Liverpool. Merry Christmas. Good to see you guys. So, yeah, we certainly dominated this match and three goals in the second half and a runaway 4-0 victory. It was great. It was great. It feels good. I mean, there are great spirits here. I think we got some bigger cheers from Leicester going one or pulling a goal back. Fabian Delft getting sent off for Manchester City and uh, and Leicester City going 2-1. Not, not quite as good and cheering as it were for the Liverpool score, uh, Liverpool scores, but it was right there with it. I mean, we were right, very excited to see at least a, a seven-point gap over Manchester City with everybody talking about it's the best team that's ever been assembled before the season. And now, and now they, and yeah, and they've been. And the, the one thing is, is that we wondered how the uh, Kevin De Bruyne injury was going to hurt City early in the season. He's back full strength. They were they were undefeated until after Kevin De Bruyne was there. So I don't know if they have some other injuries. I, I don't pay that close of attention to City, but uh, it's kind of exciting. I think exciting part times. of it is that it illustrates how difficult it is to win the Premier League two years in a row. Yeah. Uh, back-to-back titles are, are a rare thing, particularly how physically demanding the league is. So um, I, I, I am surprised to see City falter lately, um, but I suppose it shouldn't be a surprise. 
Because okay, they, they're getting tired legs as well? Well, I, or just it's that difficult to win back? I think it's, to a certain extent, difficult to maintain the desire to keep plugging along, particularly in this fixture period where you've got matches that were there are within a couple days of each other. It's got to be difficult to get up for every game. I'm not sure if that's what's going on. I'm not sure whether Pep is just at this point wanting to focus more on the Champions League because um, that, as you mentioned, was the objective in bringing him in, the main objective in bringing him because they haven't won it. So I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen here in the next few matches. This, I, I, I think they're going to come into the match against us on the third pretty pumped up um, and, and ready to go. So that's, that's, going to be, that's going to be a tough match. I don't know because Pep said last time, you, you see what happens with Liverpool when you come at Liverpool. They're going to beat you, and then we beat them 5-2 or whatever, you know, like we did in the Champions League. Um, it, so we'll see. We'll definitely see what, what comes with them. We'll preview that probably after the yeah. um, after Arsenal match. We'll try to get together. Um, and it's going to be tough with the New Year schedule and everything like that. <clears throat> However, let's, let's get back to this uh, real quick. I, I just had a thought pop into my head. So uh, Pep was at, at Barcelona, let's say, five, six years. He was there for a while. But then he was only at Munich for three years, won Champions League at Munich. And the goal that he, ha- he was set out for was to win the Champions League at Manchester City. Do you see... If Manchester City happens one of the Champions League this year, is this the last year of Pep Guardiola at Manchester City? It's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. Um, possibly. I think if he did that with a team that wasn't as talented as what City have currently and, and the budget is, is big for them, I think if they win it this year, he, he would stay. He would stay. He would make another run at the league, depending on what happens this year. And, and I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. What do you think, Jim? I, I agree with that. I, I, again, I'm, I don't have a window into, into Pep Guardiola's mind, but um, I don't know if anybody does. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's a fantastic manager. You, you can't make an argument otherwise. Uh, he's a guy who likes a challenge. Um, although, you know, of course, he goes to clubs who have uh, the money and the resources to bring in the, the players that he wants. But, but it, it does show that he's he's got a head for putting together sides that are going to be competitive 1 through 23 uh, on the roster. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I think Brian's probably got it right in that even if he does win the Champions League, he'll stick around for, for maybe another season. I, I, I don't see him sticking around long-term, though. No, it's a, it's a good question, Joe. What do you think about that? So, Pep? actually, I, I want to follow up. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I could see it happening. Um, we, we see this. The managers get the itch or they get worn out, especially when they put as much time as Pep puts into, puts into it. Klopp, surprisingly, is showing no signs of getting worn out, probably because he hasn't really, as, as, as we're getting told all the time, he's not. he hasn't won anything. He hasn't won trophies. We haven't won anything. I think the close. last five finals he's been to between Liverpool and Dortmund, they've, they've lost each one. Yeah. So um, in good position in the league, obviously, as we just talked about. And, yeah, I think Klopp's with us hopefully for several years at least. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I could see him leaving. And But here's the thing. So say you're Zidane Zidane. We were talking about this you know, off the record. And everyone's saying that, that he is probably the one that wants to go to Manchester United. Or definitely the one that Manchester United fans want. Um, and he reportedly is interested. So is Mauricio Pochettino, however. But let's just put it this way. If the Manchester City job's open and the Manchester United job's open, you're Zidane Zidane. Which one are you taking, Brian? 
at this point with the players that are on the roster and, and probably a, a pretty equal budget, you know, United's been known to spend some money. Obviously, you go to City. United, with their win today, you know, crept up to sixth. Uh, so, you know, City lost two in a row, but that's still the better job to go for, There's, in my mind, no doubt about it. Yeah, Manchester City, is that what you said? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, Brian, I, I agree with that. And, you know, the other thing is is that you have to think about the managerial staff, the higher managerial staff yeah. at, at Manchester United and what you have going on there. And then you think about the same thing with City. Although Pep was able to bring in, I, I think, a couple guys with him from Barcelona, which is one of the reasons why I think they're, they're, they've been successful and he's been able to get some of the players that he's wanted. Um, but I, I don't think if you're Zidane, you're going to see the same thing at, at Manchester United. I, I think, uh, although, you know, they, they basically told Mourinho, here, you can you can buy who you want, here's here's the money, and then he brings in Alexis and Fred. And, and Fred, Pogba. yeah, and Pogba. And I mean, although I think Pogba was a good buy, you know me about Paul Pogba, I like Paul Pogba. Um, but I just think that that uh, Zidane would be better setting himself up for success at at, you know, at City rather than United. If that's yeah, that's, that's where I'm at too. I mean, they're going to give him whatever he wants. I, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't know if Manchester City has a director of football, but you're probably going to get one at Manchester United right now. Um, and in that regard, and I don't know. If, I don't know if the coaches really are like, yes, I want a manager, a director of football. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sign up for this because I have somebody that's going to tell me who to play. <laughs> Essentially. There you go. All right, so um, Neil made a request that we talk. I'm changing topics, um, and so so we've kind of had a quite a good debate on this at uh, online in the in the fan group. Philippe Coutinho reportedly is unhappy at uh, Barcelona um, and is not playing well, and Barcelona are ready to sell. Now, from what I've heard, Barcelona have only paid us 27 million pounds. Um, of that, what was it, 150? Little liquidity yes. problem. It was yeah. a lot. It was More a lot. than 27, that's for sure. Yeah, um, a lot of money, and they haven't paid us back yet. So, would you take Philippe Coutinho back in this team? Six points, clear, halfway through the season, Jim. I get to be the uh, the guinea pig with the question. Uh, no. Well, Brian I, pointed at you. I would not. Um, you said you, you know, would not? Is, I wouldn't. Um, not because I, I think that. Coutinho is a poor player. Um, one reason, actually, that we really haven't talked a lot about is I don't think he fits into Klopp's system as well as some of the other players who are already there. Um, I, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but you know when he was still there and he played, uh, I think we tended to concede more often than when he didn't. Now, uh, don't quote me on that, but I, I don't think he's as good of a defensive player. Yeah, I agree as the midfielders that we currently have, even though he's arguably more talented offensively than most of them. Um, so that, I think that's one issue. The other, the other issue that I see is, I, at the end of the day, his heart wasn't in it to stay at Liverpool, and, and I don't want players there who don't want to be there. Exactly. Exactly. Brian, what are you thinking, man? That, that's pretty well put. I mean, I, there's there's two sides of this coin, I think. One is there's very few teams in the world, if any, that wouldn't be better with uh, in-form Coutinho playing in your team. So I, I think he could play, especially if we're doing a 4-2-3-1, he could play any of the three. 
and do them or play those positions as good or sometimes better than the other three we put in there. It's a talented, extremely talented guy, young, etc. However, he forced his way out. He burnt that bridge. He blew the bridge up. He didn't just burn it. He blew it up. And I want Barcelona to pay us our entire 140 million pounds or whatever the heck it was. Convert that to euros or yeah. Canadian dollars or francs or whatever you want. I want that, yeah. that entire transfer free to come to our club. And, and look what we're doing right now. Six points ahead in this league, seven points ahead of City. Goal difference ahead of, of Tottenham by, I think, a dozen. And now we're even on goal difference with City. This team doesn't need him right now. I want Barcelona to pay us our money. And although he's a good player and versatile, etc., and I think he would fit into just about any any team, he forced his way out. It's not the right move to bring him back. And, and let's just keep playing with the players that we have now and, and concentrate on possibly making changes elsewhere if needed. I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I know a lot of people are saying, and I saw this on Twitter coming across, that we'd have to be insane not to want him back in this team. However, I don't see where he fits. Kind of like to Jim's point. I mean, Ryan, I, I, I'm sorry, you might have made the same point as well. But I mean, well, I yes, think he fits well. I think he fits oh, in any of the three. I, I don't see. I don't see on it paper. defensively. I don't think. I don't see it defensively, and I don't see him playing on the right side. I'd see him playing centrally or the left. And you're talking about Bobby Amane, and I don't know. I mean, yes, he has a great curler from outside the box and scores lots of goals that way, but you don't see Philippe Coutinho making that run that Mane does to the almost to the end line and passing it back to the station of the box. I just don't see him as that hard of a worker. And so we, I, we haven't talked about his current form at all either, which is not good. Yeah, exactly. Now, whether that continues, if theoretically he were to come to us, who knows. But, you know, I have to wonder whether... The defensive issues had something to do with him basically having one foot out the door last. Fall. I don't know. I don't know. It, it looked. It looked like he had one. I mean, he looked. He looked poor defensively even the season before when they were when he signed yeah, the new contract. Point. So I mean, that, that's the way I look at it. So I mean, I get Brian. So just to recap, we'll just go through. Jim says no, we don't need Felipe Coutinho. Where are you at, Brian? I say no, but it's not a 100% no. It's probably a 65, 35, let's say no. Uh, because he is a good player, I think he would improve just about any team he plays in. But it's not the right move for us. I'll say no. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sticking with the no. I, I'm fine without him. I think this team, I, I also wonder if it if it hurts some team chemistry a bit. I mean, yes, it, it's good for Bobby and it's good for Alberto Moreno. But how good is it for everybody else in that team and the team chemistry there? Um, as well as when you look at the guys like look how this team is coming together somebody scores a goal the whole team is there celebrating there is like seriously very little ego on this team at all and and, and watch the videos that the LFC TV puts out now this might be propaganda but (laughs) everybody enjoys being with everybody and they understand that it might not be somebody's best friend but they like teasing each other about about it like I watched the Bezzies with uh, Mane and uh and Salah and Mane's just getting jab and jab and jab about Dejan Lovren and Mohamed Salah uh, and their coffee and their love for each other. I mean, it's a center back and and a striker, and they're <laughs> from two very different parts from of the world. Two yeah. Very different yeah. parts of the world. I love Salah's celebration today on Lavra's excellent finish. Yep. Um, you know, he didn't go crazy, but I, he could inst- he recognized him. That ball flew past Salah. Salah was our closest player to it, and you know he didn't jump around like a maniac. But I, I think he recognized in that split second what a great finish that was, and Salah would certainly know what a what a damn good finish was. And yeah, yeah it was great to see Mo celebrating that. They're they're 